Yes, it is. 21. I hate when I doubt myself. <laughs> Ethan, uh, Ethan's here. We've been sitting here chatting for about half an hour, uh, waiting for our guest to arrive, who appears to be late. Um, we do have uh, Elena Freeland booked in to come on for a chat tonight because uh, continuing our discussion pretty much of, um, well, I guess, geoengineering, transhumanism, um, all that sort of stuff, and Elena Freeland... Uh, has you know, published a book, it was late last year, October-ish, I think. Um, Geoengineered Transhumanism is her book. So we're looking forward to uh, having a chat to her about that and tying a few things together. Um, but she hasn't appeared, Ethan. She's not here. But anyway, you're here. So we'll, we'll just keep chatting away uh, and fill the time. I'm here, mate. I'm here. <laughs> always, yes. Always can. Good well, this is... This gives people a you know an insight of what the podcasting realm is like. You know, sometimes right. you don't have guests. Like I'm experiencing now with my latest member circle podcast, the guests might have to cancel, and so then I've got to have a podcast out, so I might have to record myself. You know, like this is the way things go. People have lives and schedules, and things get confusing sometimes. And when do you when are you doing that show? Because if you get stuck, you can always ask me anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you want to bounce, if you want to bounce off, man, just let me know. I'll, I'll, if I can make it, I'll make it. As long as it's not cool. two AM or something. Sitting <laughs> 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 there doing your your midnight recordings up with the werewolves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're my. That's my. That's my vibe, mate. That's when we get good stuff done at the peak of the moon. Yeah, you must have just gotten up only an hour ago, hey? Yeah, fresh out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> All the late night hours, putting it into tottnews.com. I should say the refurbed tottnews.com. You have done a, uh, a wonderful job re- rehashing the site and changing the layouts and stuff, mate. You might as well, while you're here, you might as well just let the listeners know, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so new layout at um, tottnews.com um, just makes it more accessible I, I there was like a coding issue where the last slider on the website broke so it became a very basic sort of website just with four featured articles and then just the latest ones and you know it just looked like a feed pretty much so it was time to this is like the third makeover of the site so constantly evolving yep. over time so yep. i think I'm this, still on, uh, this looks really 
Real News Australia uh, 1.0. <laughs> That's what I'm still Thank on. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're yep. on, buddy. Um, 3.0. I'm pretty sure here. This is this is looking good, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it was um, it was good. I I crashed the site twice for 30 seconds, which absolutely <laughs> terrified me. Um, trying to put coding in and everything, and because I'm not a wizard by any means, you know, yeah, a lot of this self-taught, is, hey, autodidactic. Yeah, absolutely. So, and a lot of this, you know, they do have a, a pre-matted format, but there's a lot of things there that you want to get rid of and things that don't work. Sometimes there still are a couple things on the website at the moment, or just one thing really, but I don't think it's too much of an issue. It looks more like a banner, but it's actually a button that just doesn't go to anything. So it's a work in progress, but it's it's absolutely functional and it just gives members a better chance to see the latest posts, all the latest posts and archives. And instead of an infinite scroll, like I've got page numbers. So you can just go back to page 107 if you want and go look at some of the very first pieces on the website um some of them like the first page will be because i've done like a donate page or whatever that's been backdated there so it doesn't show up on the website back in the Mm -hmm. old days before we had pages and we could separate pages and posts um but once you get past the first couple pages you can start seeing 2012 and onwards from when the website started so yeah i think it looks good and just, just where you've got those page numbers and stuff, and then you've got your know, popular content, editors, picks, and then you've got that image just to the right there, a guy in a, a beady guy in a business suit reading the old TOTT newspaper there. I see you've gone yep. back to old media. No. <laughs> 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 uh, I like how you do that. It's fucking cool. It looks good. It's a, it's a nice touch, man. I think it looks good, yeah. yeah, yeah it even says trend. It says uh, towards Agenda 2030 is the, yeah, the, the main headline. article headline on there. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> good, man. I like it. No, it looks, on, in all honesty, yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, I think um, I think it's going to make things, uh, you know, nice and easy for people to kind of get, kind of get lost in. Like they go, it's like a one-stop shop, you know, you can just sort of look around, click around. There's, you know, you can still do your search function and, if you, that, I use that a fair bit on your website when I'm looking for something like, but you know, type it in and get my search results for for what I'm specifically after and stuff. But you know, you got yeah, you know, there's videos, podcasts, protest news. Like it's yeah, it's good. It's a good layout. I really do like it. Um, yeah, well, that's one of the best things, mate. Like for our podcast, for example, our last three podcasts are there, so you don't have to scroll through the website. You don't have to go back and look for our podcasts through 20 posts or whatever that have been since the last one or whatever. So that's there. The protest news are there because that's popular. Latest videos, a highlighted section, popular. Just gives people, especially new visitors to the website, instead of just a basic feed of the latest posts and some popular posts, just gives them an outlet to, as you said, explore and hopefully mm-hmm. the people that are regular readers like it. I, I really tried to because so many people are now on mobile, um, so, like, this really aligned it, with that. Yeah. So the menu is more accessible now. Like, the menu was terrible on the last one. It just, if you were on a mobile device, it just come up with this sort of it, iPhone yeah. list. It wasn't sort of as good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now that integrates the it sort of aligns with the the PC version. It obviously, looks better on computer, but most people aren't on computers when they're looking at these things. So no, it was a focus I'm, on the on the mobile, just transforming it. Um, just to continue on, man. We're just. I, I reckon I'm probably the opposite. I reckon I would probably I, I'm 
whenever we do a show or I'm on the on my website, oh, sorry, on the desktop here, uh, that's when I look at DOTT news. I, I don't actually look at quite often on my on my phone at all. To be honest, it's almost always on the on the computer when I when I come in here to do stuff. Usually yeah. check it every afternoon. I'll have a quick scroll through, or plus I get your emails anyway. Whenever you publish something, it's it always comes through to my email. So. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the best way to not miss anything, folks. Sign up to uh, tottnews.com. You can subscribe and you'll get an email with a new article that goes up and you have a quick scan. If you want to read more, you click on it and away you go. It's Yeah, that's, that's the best way to do it. Um, same with RNA. That's still a function on my website as well. Um, mainly the podcasts is what's been going on. I haven't written anything for quite a while. I've been fucking too busy, man, but... I mean, if I yep. put, I put uh, all my effort seems to go into doing these shows, like the podcasts and getting guests on, and that's where my effort seems to be going a lot more. So, um, with the little time that I do have, but you're Which right. Is good, and, as you mentioned before, though, Ethan, this is like an insight for people because this is what it's like trying to organize up to run a podcast, to do shows and stuff. Like, you know, you got to book in, you know, your regular guys like you and Andy and stuff, which. <laughs> the listeners have probably noticed he's not here either. I think he's still on holiday. So, Andy, if you listen to this, I hope you're having a great time. I'm pretty sure you did say you were going away, and I thought it was only a week, but it must have been two weeks. So, enjoy your time off. Um, and if you're not away, then we're going to have words, man. That's <laughs> nah, it's all good. Uh, but, yeah, so Andy's not even here. So then we've got to tee up guests as well. And when the guests aren't even in the same country or on the same side of the country, it's even harder still, you know. So trying to tee up the right time to record, because we, we usually do these around 7 o'clock at night on the Sundays when we try and do them. Um, but, of course, international guests, especially if you're in America, now is probably the best time to do them because if we do it at 7 o'clock at night, it's like 4 in the morning for them or some shit, you know, so we yeah. can't do it. Um, so now's the, now's the best time to sort of do it. And we had um, – I, I booked in Alana Freeland. Um, yeah, people wanted to go and check out our website. It's uh, E-L-A-N-A, ilanafreeland.com. Um, that's who our guest is uh, for this show. Hopefully she, she just jumps on whenever she gets on. Um, hopefully everything's all right. Hopefully nothing's happened to her and she's okay. She's not exactly uh, a young lady. She's she's getting on a little bit, but she's still very spry and she knows her shit. She's she's awesome. Listen to a few shows that she's done. I think even Adam's actually. I'm pretty sure Adam's actually had her on the Crows Files too, um, okay. like last year sometime. I think, uh, and I enjoy that show as well. It just kind of reminded me. Oh, that's that's one I want to try and book in when we when we get to that topic, and then we've sort of been covering these topics, you know, this season. Um, so I thought, yeah, definitely a good one to get on to um, to connect a few dots with what we've been uh, discussing. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, she's she's not here at the moment, guys. So Ethan and I are going to just go through some some latest stuff, uh, chinwag a bit. And if she doesn't come on, then, then that'll be the wrap for the show and we'll just book her in for, for the next one. Yep. All good folks. It happens. That's just, yeah, that's just, that's, that's good podcast guys. Like, and then on the <laughs> back end of this, you know, I'm sitting here and putting it into, um, you know, a video editor. Sometimes and I change things on the video, but yes, I've been doing that a little bit lately, Ethan too. I've been trying to do some video editing stuff. Um, cool. just, playing around with that, especially when I have to use Zoom because it cuts me off after 40 minutes and I'm a fucking tight ass and I don't want to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so I just splice them together on like iMovie or something and put like a little intro outro thing. Um, and I can add music on those too, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, there I also then I use the free Audacity, um, which I think you actually recommended to me to um, to edit the shows and stuff, which is awesome. And 
then when that's all done, I upload it to BitChute, and then like there's, yeah, honestly, like people think, oh yeah, I've just recorded an hour and a half, and that's it, and up it goes. But no, there's a bit more effort that goes in behind the scenes um, to get all these things produced and to put out there for you listeners. So I hope everyone enjoys what we do, and um, we've got a lot of listeners out there who um, have been listening since the beginning, and. Everyone contacted me the other day, Ethan, when I suggested that they jump on the Telegram to enjoy the conversation and to contribute and stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah, you, you're a follower. I actually, yeah, since like the beginning, I'm like, awesome. Thanks for jumping on board. Awesome. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, it's good to hear there's still a lot of folks out there that have been right with us pretty much from the start. Hey? Yeah, absolutely, General. Um, you, I've seen a lot of familiar faces on social media and everything like that. You you see people come through, you know, we, we're in control of everything. We don't have social media teams or everything. So you, we've yeah, seen just, those recurring names nice. liking for years. And, you know, you, you're very much more in, involved with your um, Facebook account as well, you know, making it more public for to connect with people on there. So you're connecting with people through that as well so yeah you you start to see the recurring names and it's really good because they've they've seen sort of the consistency and the us talking about things and things manifesting and and everything that's coming true so they they know more than anyone um that you know we really are sort of understanding trying to map out what the greater agenda is finger on the pulse mate (laughs) (laughs) i like it we call it as we see it, man, and yeah, we've been watching things unfold for some time and seeing all the pieces falling together with a lot of this stuff. So it's just what we do. We, we we want an outlet to get that out there because we see it, and this is what we do. We talk about it with folks. We write articles. We have websites, and, yeah, it's, it's our little hobby in the, on the side. Well, mine's a hobby. Yours is like a business, man. You are a big content uh, creator, lots of stuff on there. So, again, everyone, go over to tottnews.com. Um, you can join up as a free member as well, and you can also be a paid member and get all the cool paid content, lots of videos, member content he puts out there. So just a reminder for all listeners to make sure you do that if you can. Um, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm guessing you're all, you're all good for people, even if they want to get on for a month, binge a whole shit, and then cancel it, and then come back in two months' time or something. Like, you're, I'm guessing you're all good for that too, like – yeah, yeah, absolutely. So well, that's, that's what I encourage people yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah especially same. now, like um, some of some of the members that really were there at the start and built the foundation and everything when there wasn't a massive archive, like they are, you know, members that I've, I've really connected with over time. And hopefully if the site grows, like I will make those longstanding members, I'll just cancel their payment, you know, because I'm not looking to make hundreds of millions of dollars off a website or whatever. Like if I just get, <laughs> yeah. if I just get a little bit ahead... Some of those people that helped build it, you know, I'll just relieve them of that. But now that there is a three-year, over three-and-a-half-year archive of member content, you can go in and, you know, I've gone back and changed some of it. So, you know, a lot of the people along the way, like it might be more restricted than it was if you were going along. But there's three years of archives that you can just sign up for one month and go back and explore everything. And then you – because I encourage that because we're actually – this has been a three-and-a-half-year building process of a massive narrative of control of the world that so like you need to go back and understand i'm constantly referencing old stuff so just one month you get over three years worth of content you can go back and the hope is that you go wow this is unreal i want to see where this continues to go and 
yep. stick on board. So it's yeah, even I better. I like how you've done that. That's exactly. good. It's a good way to do that, to re- constantly recap on, remember when we talked about this? Remember? And I, that's what we sort of say on the show too. I'm pretty sure we talked about that last year when that happened. You know, we covered it here. You know, we're constantly recapping the things we've always already mentioned because we're leading you on that narrative. We're, well, we're just sort of not really leading you. We're kind of spelling it out as we see it and, and highlighting all that sort of stuff. So, but it's good. It's good we to do that to. sort of thing. Yeah. We have to, mate. Like the one of the biggest things that I hated about mainstream journalism was the fact that they don't give you context to anything. And mm-hmm. I think that even alternative media has pushed the bounds. And I think we've reinvented mainstream media in a way because now they have much larger articles. But when we started, mate, Courier Mail and stuff, you go on and read an article and it'd be barely 300 words. It'd just be a quick, here's what's happened, here's the spin. But they're not telling you... They're not telling you the history of it. They're not telling you why it happens, what the implications are. Like, you need context in journalism. Mm-hmm. And they were just encouraging people, well, here's the related articles. Go back and have a look at the other 300 words from what happened yesterday instead mm-hmm. of recapping. Whereas we add the context. We go, look, we've said this in 2019 and this is built from here. And to have context is the most important thing because that's what informs people. The mainstream media intentionally don't add extended context to their stories and tell you the deeper history or structure of anything they're saying because that they need that would inform people of things about topics so that's really what we're doing is just adding context to a larger narrative there's the other reason why they don't as well Ethan, is because if if there was no advertising and they don't make any money from selling papers that's 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 like a loss leader the, the advertising is what pays for many of the paint of the of everything that goes into producing a newspaper, right? Even online articles, same thing. It's all the advertising that you see on those online articles. So no advertising, no paper, no business altogether. You know what yeah. I mean? They cannot run it on subscriptions alone. There's too many people to employ and all that sort of shit to, you know, to do all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's why they do it. That's It's just short, sharp shit things to get you sucked in grab you with a headline, you know, all that sort of clickbait article sort of stuff, give you no substance, leave you wanting more because they haven't given you anything. So then when they put out another thing, you're you're more likely to go and click on it again, have another look, and then bang, 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 you're being hit with about 50 advertisements at the same time, which you don't even realize you're being targeted with, you know what I mean? Um, that's exactly. that's one of the reasons why they do it as well. That's that's it, it's a it's not it, it is intentional. It's not an accident that they don't provide that substance. That's dead. That that's long gone. You know what I mean? Like that. That died probably in the '30s when you know back in the day when they weren't really advertising much in papers. It was all about articles and writing things. You know, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's and you're you're completely right, mate. That's what it is. It's a business model. It's a absolute business model. A losing business yep. model. They still can't even make money doing what they're doing. That's why they just are going completely off the rails these mm. days. And it's just so fake because. They really are just creating a mythos now, a mythology, instead of reporting even hyperbole now. Mm. And that's what it is, mate. Just draw well, people I, I in, be, keep them attentive. Can you um, imagine how embarrassed? Like, surely, surely anyone writing for those big papers is embarrassed about what they do. Surely, I, you know what I mean? Like, imagine you go, oh, you meet new people. Like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a writer for Korea Mail. Really? Like, oh, like, yeah. I'd be like. You know, I write for the Korean Mail. You know, like that's surely that's what they'd be like because that's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed if you had a job with them, like seriously. Yeah, and most of them have part-time jobs doing something else anyway because 
mainstream journalism is a losing industry. They spend billions every year and make nothing. Like Channel yeah. Nine, everything are in the hole by billions, but they just fund it. It's a necessity. It's a necessity in society to fund that so that they're still on the screens everywhere so they give the yeah. perception we're still the big dog when no one's watching them. The only thing they get real money off of is those stupid shows like Married at First Sight and all of the My Kitchen rules and all of that. News itself on these platforms is a dying business, regional newspapers, all this stuff's dying, the Courier Mail, everything are all like they they barely have employees. You're like a subcontract, yeah, subcontractor trying to get something published that you might get some commission off yeah, of. Yeah, you might get a hundred bucks for if you're lucky or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they outsource all their photographers. They like they think that people think that these are massive conglomerates, but they they really are crumbling, and they just need the perception because no one's watching them, but they yeah. need to make people believe they are. Yeah, and what are, and what are the two? pretty much only or main outlets for any actual news that comes through and gets fed to all those AP and Reuters. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's where yeah. the news comes from. They, they, they all just republish the same shit from those same organizations. That's where it all filters yeah. down from. Yeah. Exactly. Any, any, Cause they're all owned by the same <laughs> groups anyway. So they just can do that. Right. It's yeah. that's the people just have this, have had this perception for years, you know, but that like, it, YouTubers are made that they'll have an audience of like 10 times more than the nightly news will get. And that mm. was not the same way years ago. So it's I'd a, it really see, is terrible. I'd love to see like TOTT news just start to creep up and maybe surpass some of like their readership levels and stuff. And they'll be like going, they'll be knocking on your door going, we want to fund you or can you write for us? And I just would love to watch you just fucking laugh and be like, ah, motherfuckers no fucking way you are the enemy man <laughs> and then do a video or show the emails to everyone like look at them come and crawl and you know <laughs> yeah. that'd be so much fun oh god no that's the thing and i i do know that there are some still some good journalists out there so imagine that like i would You're not allowed I'd, to do good I'd, work are they they're not allowed to. so They're like allowed i could to. provide a platform where it's like come over and produce yeah. good work this is what people want to see now like yeah they, we, the, right. the people they're typing articles with their nose, mate, because their hands are tied. They just fucking can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like chickens at a fucking keyboard, mate, packing away because their fucking hands are tied, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, that's, they, they that's part of meetings the with their online sub-editors, you know, on their Zoom calls. Like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to write articles about this. This is the angle we want. Go and write it and, and then submit it, you know? Like, you got till 2 p.m. Yeah. to bring it in. Yeah. Well, fuck, when they start writing trash, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's that's how the the news really actually fucking works. Yeah, yeah. I learned that from the very beginning, doing tra training to be a journalist, Queensland yeah. State Library. Pitch some ideas. Oh, how about the cost of public transport's too high? And we interview some people that just at bus stops about how much it's increased and the current spikes. Oh no, we can't do that because it's a Queensland government thing and they're funding the program. So, <laughs> do you have any other ideas? Like what? I thought this was journalism. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as journalists? And you realise yeah. this whole cultural idea of the journalists going out and, you know, finding the truth and they're the beacon of Little society. Little press hat on right and fucking things, yeah. Exactly. That doesn't exist anywhere. No. It doesn't exist. In, like I said, so it died like, in probably the 30s or something, 20s or 30s it died, yeah. yeah. So that's what all of this, that's what alternative media is, just trying to be that news you know but mm. it, unfortunately we can't even us we can't be completely 
um, one black and white because we're the alternative. So, you know, we're presenting – I wish – I would hope for a day where TOTT could just write black and white news. This is what's happened because there is no mainstream media conglomerates yeah. there yeah, manipulating people's senses. Yeah. That's my instead of, instead of being the counterpoint all the time that we are the That's point it. to begin with. That's yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, that... moving on. Uh, so I was saying to uh, to you earlier, just for the listeners out there, if you all want to jump onto the Patreon, feel free to jump on for a month, binge it all, and then cancel it and come back on six months later. It doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, I had Ari Asulan on from ParadigmThreat.net on again to have a chat about mud flood, hidden history, and a whole bunch of other shit as well. Fascinating conversation. It was good. Uh, I like having Ari on. He's a good guy. Um, I think he might have a bit of ADHD or something because he moves around a lot. He's got to squeeze things and like he's just, you know, that's just how he is, you know. Um, so he's very animated when he's moving. And he's constantly touching things and, you know, squeezing these squeezy thing and stuff. But he's, I think he needs it to, that's how he stays focused actually because he's almost hyperactive in a sense, you know. But um, very nice guy, very, very down to earth. You know, he just moved again to, uh, where is he? Yeah, not South. Where was Jim from? South Carolina, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's up? There's one. Who's it? There's a one. What's above South Carolina? Can you remember? Because that's where. North Carolina. Oh, that's for sure. That's right. He wasn't <laughs> from North Carolina. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe it was one next to it. Let me have a quick check. Anyway. Um, yeah. So for the listeners out there, it's um, it's a good uh, a good good podcast. There's some interesting stuff on there. It was uh, a lot of fun that we had. Um, so I hope everyone can. Oh, Savannah, sorry, below it. He was from he's from Savannah, Georgia now, so he's in Georgia, which is right Georgia. next to the border of South Carolina, really close yeah. to um, where our guest lives, actually, uh, where Jim Lee lived, actually. Sorry, so yeah, he's really close. But anyway, um, good guy, great show. I hope everyone can jump on board and uh, have a listen. Again, there's no yeah, commitment, so you can join up and then quit when it, and you know, cancel it the, the, the same day. You'll still, I think, you still stay a member for the month, and you can just cancel it and away you go once you're once you're done. It's all good. That's it, man. That's that's all it is. Like, you know, people spend money on whatever. It's you know, yeah. It's, I think it's like seven bucks Australian. There. I mean, like, I mean, you think about people probably got they probably put more in their little change thing in their console and their car in a month than they do. You know, like it's not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, feel free to jump on board, folks. One thing I was gonna um, bring up if we can actually get to some actual actual news because our guest, I don't think she's coming on. Uh, has not come online. I'll try and ring her one more time. Anyway, um, so here in Queensland, a lot of people have been sort of mentioning it. You put that article up because, you know, we sort of, uh, everyone was quickly onto it. Medical discrimination is alive and well in Queensland because they're um, they're going to start docking the pay of Queensland teachers that didn't get jabbed. And I thought, you know, because they, they sort of allowed them to come back to work, didn't they? Because that was the whole thing, wasn't it, Ethan? If yeah. you weren't jabbed, you couldn't teach in the state. You had you lost your job. I'm pretty sure New South Wales, probably even Victoria, did the same thing. Can't speak to the western, northern and southern sides of the country as well, but I know those ones uh, were in the same situation. Um, but then I think it was, uh, you might recall when it was, but they allowed them to come back to work maybe a couple months ago. Um, because obviously they were struggling. They had no teachers, and everyone was getting yeah. off sick, and they had no one to fill the fucking spaces. And otherwise, they would have to start closing schools. Um, so they allowed teachers to come back to work. But now they're saying, well, if you 
if you're not vaccinated and you're working, yeah, well, you're going to have a reduced pay. How is this possible? Like, how can they get away with this? This is ridiculous discrimination, man. Unreal, eh? It's um, so and, and just with the, the state that we're in, you know, that we've moved past all of this COVID hysteria and everyone realises yeah. even, even Brett Don't Sutton. Wear masks in, now, you're all good, yeah. Yeah, even Brett Sutton in Victoria said he, he can come out and said, oh, it's all, you know, nothing really worked. We know the vaccines now didn't stop transmission, didn't reduce the spread. Yeah. Like, it's the rig is that the game is up, the jig is yeah, up. And even though up. that is the case, these teachers are still being uh, discriminated against as suspected disease carriers for no reason at all. Um, there's plenty of avenues if they want to um, test them for COVID that they could still do that with rapid antigen tests and all the things we've been doing for the last two years. For them to bring them back from suspended leave without pay because they were on suspended leave without pay until things eased up, they bring them back and then they're going to dox their pay for 18 to 20 weeks. They're going to, um, well, it's going to be an average of 30 to $90 that they're going to lose every single pay compared to other teachers. And this is what they were saying. Um, Tracy Tully from the Teachers Professional Association of Queensland, she came out and said, whilst they were suspended on leave without pay, they received a letter advising that this would be um, the disciplinary action upon when they return like just cowards and it says like she said it already puts people into a high state of alert and fear and she mentioned that the teachers have already been financially penalized mate mm -hmm. they've already been put on suspension without pay for how long mm -hmm. they've Months. already been disciplined so to come back and do this especially in the state that we are um is is a very weak thing and they That's even ballsy. closed Oh, it's ballsy, and, and it's just childish, you know. It's yeah. absolutely childish behaviour from Queensland, um, and they even crashed the complaints hotline to the Queensland government. It suddenly <laughs> didn't work on their website right after that happened. And so criticism was obviously very rampant, mate, and then our Education Minister, Grace Grace, comes out and says they're lucky that they didn't get sacked in response. Grace Grace to without Grace, yeah. Absolutely, like yeah. it's it, we, it's an absolute joke, mate. These people um, are disgraceful the way that they're acting and just completely <laughs> Dis disgraceful. Yeah. <laughs> grace, grace is disgraceful. Yeah, <laughs> it's just um, it's unreal, you know, to see this yeah. continuing to go um, with the state that things are. And I believe that there's going to be a rally next Wednesday. I might head up to the People's Revolution of getting all the teachers together to um, stand up against this. So yeah, so they should too. They should. I hopefully they lawsuits. Should. I'm come. surprised they're not striking. To be honest, how are they not striking over this? The teacher shortage. Bring them all back, and now they're going to create another teacher shortage. You know, people will leave, and you know, like, why would you do that? Like, it's. They should. They should. I think they should strike. I think they should all just get together and be like, well, oh, we have a guest. She's here. Hi. Are you still there? I'm so hey. sorry. I'm so sorry. I totally thought it was tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, it's Sunday for us here, but it's Saturday for you, uh, Elena. Um, have you got your camera on? I can't quite see anything at the moment. Uh, yeah. Let me covered. see where that is. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yes, I see. I've got it covered. There I hey, am. Hey, there we go. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm, I'm pretty 
pretty good about this. I don't miss things, but I sure space this out. I, I take back all the bad things I said about you when you weren't here. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, oh, no, we, look, we were just sort of chin-wagging and trying to put a show together in the meantime. So um, I'm so glad you've been able to join. That's fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how much time you have. I mean, I could always make it up at another time, given that um, I... Oh, well, we've been time. recording for about we we decided to start recording for about forty minutes now. We've we've been online for ah oh, just over an hour. Ethan, are you happy to stay online for a little while longer while we have our guest here? Yeah, I can stay until about two thirty, mate. That's that's fine. Yeah, so about just if yeah, we nearly, need to nearly another what hour. Yeah, I can probably do the same. Uh, it's about twenty to two. It's one forty-two p.m. in on Sunday afternoon. Um, and you're over on you're on the east coast. Uh, sorry, the west coast, aren't you? Yeah, I'm west coast. Uh, yeah, so. You're in um, Olympia, Washington. Oh, you're Washington. Okay, all right. Well, I'm where they I make the weather off the coast. This is, <laughs> yeah, I call right. it the cauldron. <laughs> That's sort of some of the stuff we wanted to get into. We've been we've been sort of tying a lot of that discussion lately um, on our on our podcast, um, Elena. Oh, actually, before I get into that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome our guest. This is Elena Freeland from uh, elenafreeland.com, uh, author and researcher. Um, yeah, you've pumped out a whole bunch of books, and that, your most recent one is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on for a chat as well, because you've seemed to have tied a lot of the things together uh, that we've sort of been covering over the last, well, maybe two or so years on the show. Um, right. So thank you for thank you for joining us. Is it Alana yeah. or Elena? Ilana. How do you prefer? Yeah, Ilana. Uh, yeah, okay. joining you late. I, I, I apologize <laughs> profusely to everyone. Um, it's okay. Yeah, the latest book is the geoengineered transhumanism book, and mm, that's the one. Yes, uh, it's super important uh, because it does tie together all the things that geoengineering has been working on for going on three decades. Uh, all, of course, national security level. Uh, you don't hear about it. You All you hear about is climate change and carbons and global warming. And you don't really hear that it's part of the space fence. Uh, it's part of the secret space program. Uh, it has everything to do with our nervous system and uh, and the transhumanism that is now uh, obvious if you know what you're looking at uh, now that we have this um, three-year, almost three-year uh, pandemic, so-called. Uh, mm. It really has to do with implementing something into the human body now that the environment is completely controlled. And it is completely, it's full-spectrum dominance, they call it. It's the doctrine mm. of full-spectrum and they have achieved that, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, we, we were speaking to uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim Lee, who runs Weather yeah, Modification Jim Lee. History. Yeah, no, yeah Jim. so he was on our show last uh, two weeks ago. He's going to come back on again towards the end of the season in a couple of uh, episodes to wrap it up again for us. But, again, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on as well because we're sort of tying all this in together. Um, there's you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, 5G. Is that playing a role in it? Is there you know, trend, we're, you know, trend, all these separate things like transhumanism, um, you know, the, all the, the mass vaccination campaign on a global scale, um, geoengineering and weather modification. All these things seem to be all little separate issues that people seem to be talking about and stuff. But uh, it appears that you 
you seem to have tied it all together as one whole agenda and what this is. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on to, to have a chat about it in, and, and specifically, of course, with the new book that you put out. Um, so again, thank you for sparing the time. Uh, it's all good. Don't worry about being late and stuff. We can, we can, we can do another 45 minutes or so, or however long it takes Two thirty, probably our time will be a good time to wrap it up. So yeah, um, I'm happy to give you the floor and to, to chat about the book. Of course, tell us before we get into that though, a little bit about yourself, uh, Elena, um, for our listeners. Well, I started all this, I'm 75. I'm, I'm a sixties person. Uh, I can, don't look! Don't look a day over fifty, mate. Come on! Oh, come on! But I, <laughs> I, I can hardly believe that I'm so fortunate as to been have been able to live long enough to see this what is going on now happening. Yeah, right. Because back in my generation, when I came of age uh, during the the uh, years of the assassinations, the Kennedy mm. assassination, the Martin Luther King assassination and the Robert Kennedy assassination after, of course, Malcolm X. Um, I have been following the trail of what we used to call the establishment for all these years. I mean, you know, a lot of 60s people may have given up and may have made their fortune on Wall Street with their great intelligence and, and, and done a lot of things. A lot of us got lost in the CIA, FBI, COINTELPRO days, uh, where they targeted my generation beyond belief and uh, and put bad acid in the streets, uh, had MK Ultra running full mm. speed ahead. There were so many things that my generation, the largest generation in history, was subject to here in the United States as the Cold War was deeply embedded in the nation as patriotism. And that's really important to know that that was the mindset that the CIA, which was, most people don't know this, was founded by uh, Reinhard Galen uh, of the SS, the Nazi SS. Uh, we, we had uh, the National Security Act, 1947, uh, that the year I was born, Mm -hmm. uh, was implemented, and that means that anytime anything anybody needs something to be secret, everything stops and it goes into closed session. These are the things that have destroyed this nation, yeah. and um, and I have been studying it all for all these years because um, my grandmother was an immigrant from Romania, uh, and. Um, she loved this country. She thought it was the greatest country on earth. But one day when we were on the bus, I lived with my grandparents while my mother worked full time and time and a half to support me. Um, grandma said to me that she had realized that Dracul had taken over the United States. <laughs> Dracul being Dracula. Yes. Um, of course, for her, she was a Roma. She's a gypsy. She's from the gypsy people. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, she really was serious. And um, I never forgot that. And when I got older and began to really look at what happened in Vietnam when, you know, we went, we took the Phoenix program into Laos and Cambodia and mm. murdered millions of people. Uh, I mean, there, there was so much that I had to put together all those years. So I was already 
pretty much an expert at reading between the lines and going down into the basement and pulling stuff up that nobody wanted to hear. By the time I hit the other national security program, namely, which is like Manhattan Project 2, is the geoengineering program. And uh, and so uh, I just moved my laser beam over to that area and started (laughs) looking at uh, what of course, mainstream media was saying, which you can never believe, and we knew that in the 70s. We knew that it had been taken over by Operation Paperclip, I mean, Operation Mockingbird through the CIA, that the CIA was running Hollywood, it was running everything, because the CIA is not an intelligence agency, it's a Nazi agency. And so, uh, slowly, as the geoengineering, I didn't know how serious it was. I had a file on chemtrails, and I had a file on HARP, the High Frequency Active Mm -hmm. Auroral Research Project. Uh, I didn't even know at that time that they were connected. I mean, that's how much I didn't know. So I just dug in and uh, started studying, and then as destiny happens, uh, I met Clifford Carnicum, the one independent scientist who used to work for the Department of Defense and the Bureau of Land Management and had gone off on his own. He was collecting detritus coming down in the wake of the jets flying over northern New Mexico. And he knew what he was looking at up there were not contrails. He he knew what a contrail looked like, condensation trail. These were all chemical signatures that were pouring out of the backs of these jets. So he began to collect uh, precipitation, and then he had a HEPA filter, which is a very good filter in those days, and uh, he began to uh, pull the fibers and things off of that and discovered the smart dust, uh, discovered uh, morgellons, fibers, filaments, uh, and um, s- set up a test that we did. That's how I met him is he had me do the red wine test, which is mm-hmm. where you clean your mouth out and then you put in some red wine and you slosh it around for five minutes and then you spit it in a clean dish uh, in order to see uh, if there were filaments in there. And by golly, I saw one wiggling its way across the uh, the liquid in uh, in the uh, the dish. So uh, that got my attention. Jesus then right. then okay. when we did the blood tests, uh, we put a drop of my blood on a slide and put it under and took a look. And, and my blood looked pretty good compared to some of the other samples that Clifford had in the sense that all my erythrocytes, my red blood cells were all pretty, pretty round mm-hmm. and, and pretty healthy looking. But then I saw that there was some sort of an entity in with my blood that was literally sucking the iron out of my red blood cells and making the blood red blood cell go flat. Wow. Uh, so, uh, that, that was that was the beginning for me to realize how serious this was from a biological standpoint. I yeah. mean it, it was I already knew that we were breathing in a lot of strange stuff that was being not just coming out of the jets because it was a military, national security program and they had to you know break a few eggs to make an omelet and you know that whole way of thinking Mm -hmm. but that this was all as i as time went on from one book to the next i realized that this was being done on purpose 
uh, and um, this was intentional, and that uh, the atmosphere was, yes, being changed chemically and electromagnetically, and, uh, and that um, what was coming down as very tiny, we didn't even have the term then for of nanotechnology. We didn't have right. that term. Uh, we just knew that it was tiny. Uh, and um, that's when I realized that uh, this was all being done intentionally. And this is a, this is a big moment for me uh, because then I just sort of rolled up my sleeves and, and really dug in. Now, I yeah. had already written Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth yeah. uh, in 2014. Um, in 2012, I had gone to the one great conference we had before, uh, in my opinion, we have had been hit in a variety of ways to knock out certain activists, kill certain activists, and uh, divide us all so that we didn't have a cohesive movement. Right. Uh, but uh, in 2012, we had Consciousness Beyond Chemtrails conference in uh, Los Angeles, and um, everybody was there who was anybody. I mean, Jim Lee wasn't there, you mentioned, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but all the other, uh, the so-called luminaries of the movement, and I was just the new kid on the block. I, Dane, you know, Dane Wigginson and a few others probably. Right, yeah. Dane was there. <laughs> uh, Michael Murphy was still alive then, the filmmaker right. of yep. what in the world are they spraying, are they spraying? And yep. why yep. in the world are they spraying. Uh, and um, um, Scott Stevens was there. He was the meteorologist from Colorado. Um, Clifford Carnicum was there. That's why I went, because Clifford and I thought we could catch up with each other, because we'd both lived in Santa Fe, but now we'd both gone our separate ways. I was living back up here in Washington State, and he, he was on the move. Um, so... Um, it was, uh, we showed uh, Michael's fil latest film there, uh, what, Why in the World Are They Spraying? It went over very well. We had Cynthia McKinney was there. She was a U.S. representative at that time. Uh, and, um, well, we just, it was just a great conference. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody was connected. It was the one moment when we were all connected. Yeah. And then everything was scattered scattered to the winds and now michael's dad uh he was almost done with his third film uh, he became uh he he went kind of crazy in that uh he ended up on a lot of drugs and living in the streets uh i knew he was targeted uh oh, wow. i thought for a moment that uh he had just sort of dumped his whole career for the sake of uh taking yeah. a bunch of drugs the establishment uh, doesn't like people coming together to work these things out no, and to, to form a no. picture of what they're doing, do they? <laughs> and one of the people who was at the conference, whose name I will not mention, I, I have discovered over the years is definitely working for the opposition. And uh, oh. that is very unfortunate. And um, this person has done everything possible to split the movement and has succeeded beyond uh, beyond my wildest imagination. So anyway, we're all split now. Mm. I've gone and taken a separate path because now I'm seeing how, um, how it works to fill the atmosphere 
with certain um, entities, uh, pathogens, uh, heavy metals, uh, nanotech uh, on a nanoscale, mm-hmm. uh, for all of us to be breathing it in so that we're to create, we're becoming hosts for all of this very experimental stuff that's being delivered with aerosols. I mean, mm-hmm. now they're admitting that they're going to use the aerosols for vaccinating people. Yeah, uh, I've seen uh, a few things like that popping up as well. Are, are a crucial component to prepare the human body for the pathogens that and the mRNA that will lead us to a different genetics and uh, and uh, deliver certain components of that are literally nano sized. You know, a nano is one billionth of a meter. Uh, just to be clear, how small yeah. it is, uh, and um, and to deliver through these jabs, these in- inoculations, uh, computer components that are on a nanoscale, uh, routers. There's, there's whole routers being found now by researchers and doctors uh, who are using electron microscopes to look in and spectroscopes in order to understand uh, what's really being injected into people. Have so, you seen the videos, Elena, of, of where people are emitting Bluetooth signals after being jammed? Have you seen yeah. those? And that's that's a big part of it because... Yeah, the that 5G, is freaky stuff. Well, well, the 5G is is the essential part there. 5G, 6G, they go together. Uh, they're not talking about 6G, but it's a done deal as well as the mm. 5G. And these systems will be tracking the nanotechnology in us. See, we, the first nanotechnology we breathed in that is connected to what is now being injected into people's oh, arms was Morgellons. And the Morgellons is an unfortunate name because it was a, an 18th century term for a skin ailment. Uh, and I assume it was the CIA that pulled that out of their hat from history to uh, give this this pathogen that Clifford Carnicum was finding in uh, in what he was collecting, mm-hmm. uh, and he was able to, with great effort, because he was he had a shoestring budget. He didn't have a National Institute of Health budget to do all the work he did. He was able to break into the polymer filament to the organs or the components of this so-called Morgellons, and he renamed it at that point because he had he ascertained uh, all alone. Meanwhile, on his computer, he's seeing that his site is being hit by all the alphabet agencies, over 125 of them, Jeez, hitting his wow. site to see what he was coming up with and refusing to respond to him when he wrote them with dire need to have them look at some of what he was finding, because at that point he was still naive and assuming they just didn't know how dangerous. Oh, he thought they could help. And they were, meanwhile, just amusing themselves, perhaps, yeah. by watching him discover what they already knew. So uh, the the connection between the Morgellons, he named it the uh, cross-domain bacteria, CDB, uh, the, the bacteria having been gain of function, that's a term we now know, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that they change it into something that they can then patent 
and make money off of and and own and uh, and and keep uh, re-engineering re it basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so the C the CDB uh, is what we now see from the La Quinta Columna, who are the wonderful science guys in Spain mm -hmm. who are doing a lot of uh, electron microscope work. Uh, we're seeing these little round things. These are the organs uh, of the, uh, this uh, Morgellons creature. Yep. And, um, and now it's gone much further. Uh, so we, we have a lot of things going into people uh, and at the same time, one of them being graphene oxide, for example, a very good yeah, example. Yeah. It's being injected, but also it's being uh, uh, used in the aerosols for weather, uh, to, uh, to do the weather systems, to do all sorts of experiments that are going on up there, not just with weather, but with uh, uh, electricity. Electromagnetism and stuff, hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so much is going on. New life forms, plasma life forms. Oh, yeah. Uh, because wow. our atmosphere is completely ionized now, ever since HARP was successful in um, controlling the ionosphere. And mm. uh, the U.S. is the primary who uh, controls the entire ionosphere now. So, uh, so that has to do with the weather. The yep. weather has to do with controlling all of the atmosphere that we breathe all around the world, not just the United States. And so I could honestly say that everybody has breathed in Morgellons and has it in their body, but not everybody ends up with the symptoms that many people have of these terrible lesions that open up in their skin and then out come these little wiry looking things that are yeah well, i've seen imagery and, and video of that sort of stuff is that something that the human like uh, maybe some people are more equipped to deal with like it can we keep them at bay is that you know by living healthy and being healthy is, is this something we uh, have the ability to kind of fight off well i think i think it's a it's a very interesting term you use the term fight off because mm. Um, this creature, uh, not just the Morgellons, the Morgellons is part of it, but there's more creatures that uh, are being injected like, like, into people like now. Like parasites almost, huh? Yeah, there's parasites, there's fungi, uh, there's the computer components I told you about, which has mm -hmm. to do with the 5G control. Mm -hmm. The graphene oxide is being put in to magnetize us. And um, eventually what the graphene oxide is able to do, because it's self-replicating uh, in a warm environment, is it gets inside the body and it will literally eventually take the place of your nerves wow. and turn you into a cyborg. Yeah. So this it's, is So the, it's self-replicating, you said, hey, because uh, we've yeah. seen... Yeah, I've seen uh, someone, I'm not sure who was, maybe it was Dr. Jan Ruby, someone put some video footage up of it. You could almost see it assembling something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was doing something. Right, sure. you're thinking of uh, the uh, Tesla, what is the name of that? It's a uh, an electromagnetic uh, way to make something self-replicate. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so right here, we this is where we all have to get really smart is that um, if there is replication going on of the graphene oxide, 
it is being electromagnetically triggered from the environment. So that's the 5G, 6G systems. Uh, and they are very, very, they are a weapon system. No question about it. They have nothing mm. to do with fast downloads and all the rest of the BS that we're told. Uh, it was developed is by the military, wasn't it? Yes. Well, all this technology is from the military. Yeah. Your iPhone, see, I don't own an iPhone. I feel very smug and virtuous about that. Uh, it, the iPhone is a weapon system. The computer that I'm talking to you through now is a weapon system. The television was the uh, is a weapon system, probably the first real, uh, real uh, dangerous weapon system because it's programmed the entire nation to, uh, and still uh, now the programming is, much more sophisticated in televisions because you have the flat screen and the HD uh, types, and uh, you've got full full spectrum micros, mic, uh, microphones in it, and uh, and uh, and filming going on while you're watching what you think is a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never owned a TV uh, uh, because I knew it was a weapon system. Um, and I, I didn't feel qualified to really be able to handle it. Uh, to me, I mean, the computer, can I handle this? Well, I try to because I need it for writing. I make my living from writing. I write fire, not fire, from, fire, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I have to deal with the, uh, but otherwise I have a landline. Uh, it collects messages for me. I don't think anyone needs to know where I am 24-7. Though you probably would have liked to have known where I was when I wasn't where I said I was. <laughs> uh, now and then, I come up with, you know, those sorts of circumstances where, uh, yeah, it would be nice if I could call someone and tell them that the train was late or whatever. Um, so, yes, the thing to remember is the electromagnetic part of all of this, and that includes the chemical trails, that includes the barium, the strontium, the aluminum, the uh, chromium, the lithium, all those different heavy metals in the uh, chemical trails that are coming down in nano size, we're breathing them all in, and so those metals uh, really are, are sort of a, um, I don't know the term, I want to say uh, stimulation for the nanotechnology in us. And when I say nanotechnology, I'm not talking about nanoparticles. Nanoparticles have been around in space and on the planet for many millions of years. Just That just means tiny particles. Uh, yeah. But now we have nanotech and we have smart dust. Mm. We have things that are smart and every time you see the word smart you know that it has bi been bioengineered uh mm. so it's an acronym now we, have sure. a, we have a, a whole different setup going on that uh in order to stay safe or i can't remember your term that you used uh protect ourselves fight off, to fight off yeah yeah to fight off i have a theory but <laughs> i don't know if it holds any water whatsoever by the way uh but I have the nanotech in me, and I know that because once I was going to go visit Clifford several years ago, we were going to go over some of the specimens that people had been sending in of the Morgellons they had. We were going to do some microscope work, and we were going to do this and that. And, um, and when uh, two weeks before I was leaving, 
I suddenly got an outbreak on my calves, on the lower leg, and um, just a whole lot of, uh, like a rash, mm. very, which can be how Morgellons uh, first appears. Uh, there were no lesions, no, no gaping holes with little wiry guys coming out. But when I would pick at these little uh, polyps on my legs, what I would find inside would be a, a small, a very small crystal. Uh, and um, so when I arrived to see Clifford, we scraped with a razor blade a, a, a lot of these off my legs and put them under a microscope at about 3,000 power and um, to see if there were Morgellons too. Uh, I had very little Morgellons, but I had a lot of these crystals. Uh, and then um, when I left there, we hadn't really decided what was what. He was going to do more work. And uh, I get back home, and within two weeks, suddenly, it's all cleared up. It's all cleared up. And that was the moment when I realized, oh, I get it. They trigger it from a distance electromagnetically. So say you have Morgellons in you, which I'm sure you do, and so do Probably. I. I don't know much <laughs> anymore. I don't know how much is still coming down, you see. I don't mm. know. But they self-replicate as well. So, uh, But they also have sexual organs. So anyway, um, I realized that, yeah, that's, that's how they're going to control uh, this nanotech, is it's already in us now, and not just Morgellons, but other types of nanotech. Uh, and it's all synthetic biology. Synthetic biology means uh, artificially uh, mm -hmm. created uh, and, uh, and yet uh, uh, able to live biologically in the bodies we still have. Um, and, um, and with that, uh, they're able to send a frequency to your body uh, and activate the nanotech in you say they want to just activate the nanotech in your kidneys or say they want to activate the nanotech in your brain uh now we're in the realm of targeting mm -hmm. and uh this is certainly how targeting uh is going to be amplified beyond what it has been now i don't know if you guys know people who are targeted by electromagnetic Not weapons personally no I know you, of this situation, yeah, targeted individuals and stuff. And my guess yeah. is you probably do know people who are being targeted, but they don't realize they're being targeted. Or um, Ethan is for sure. He's definitely being targeted. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> well, I wish I could laugh, but I know too many targeted individuals, and yeah, they're was. in a living hell. It's a living yeah. hell, and it's completely illegal. I mean, you know, these people it, cope. I don't know how they cope, like, because they can literally be kind of activated with something in them whenever they want to target them. Seriously, like, can't they? Yeah, that's, I don't know how they live with their lives. That's what I'm saying. This nano technology, the nanobots, nano robots that are in us, mm. that's the way they work too. Is they will be triggered remotely, not just by you or or even your, you know, whatever you're living with, if you have a router in the room you're in or the Internet of Things that's all around you or a 5G uh, pulse com coming through your, your apartment or your home, mm -hmm. 
Um, no, it, it can be done very directly because they are now using uh, uh, the same kind of antennas, the phased array antennas that are used in HARP, only those are very big. These now, these little antennas, can be nano-sized, and they are throughout us, and as, um, as some uh, specialists have pointed out, even our sweat glands are antennas. Our DNA is an antenna. Uh, you know, all of this was, in my opinion, is part of how intelligently we were made, not by aliens, but by God, by the divine, by mm -hmm. some sort of divine process of bringing some, some spiritual entity known as humanity into bodies that were made specially for the, their evolution. And uh, as you know, I, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> I'm a student of Rudolf Steiner, Many I years. Saw website. Yes, yeah. Many years. I've been a student of Steiner, so he's helped me to see. Uh, he's these. Uh, he's dead now, of course. I like my gurus to be dead so that I don't <laughs> fall under their spell. Um, uh, and, uh, and so the our our whole uh, our whole body, our whole nervous system, and the sensors that we have. The we have. Uh, we have a, an extraordinary, whereas you think we have only five senses, Rudolf Steiner explains we have 12 senses. Wow. Okay. We are extremely, we are like a sense organ of planet Earth, and we are a consciousness uh, uh, bringer uh, for planet Earth. When we are allowed our free will, when we are allowed our natural bodies, when mm -hmm. we are allowed our natural planet, now we have some people, I suppose I still have to call them people, because uh, here's how I look at the whole idea of who's doing this and how clever it is. It's extremely clever. Uh, and a lot of people don't want to believe that humans have that kind of cleverness. They do, but usually they are inspired by spiritual beings that are anti-human. And, uh, and that's kind of how I see Klaus Schwab and uh, and what's his what's his minion's uh, name that's by his side? Uh, you know oh, who the, I mean. The little Jewish fellow is that the one you mean? <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, what's I know his... the one you mean. I can't remember his name. I've forgotten. Do you recall his name? Uh, no, I can't remember. I have to look it up. Anyway, continue on. Um, so um, anyway, these guys are probably practicing Satanists, but uh, they. Um, they are influenced by something other than their humanity. I'll put it that way. And, uh, and that, that has to be taken into account. So if there's something good that's going to come out of this thing we've just been through for two years, two and a half, uh, it, it, it's, it's that we're, we're now really forced to think, what is being human? What, what, is, what is it really? I mean, yeah, okay, there's some bad guys, and, uh, and if you don't do anything about them, they don't go away, they just get stronger, uh, mm -hmm. because they have, they have some sort of alliance with anti-human forces, would be a, a, a way I'd be comfortable saying, and I don't have to go off planet for that, I could, go, I could say that it's, it's inherent to this school, 
that we incarnated to. This whole planetary experience is a huge school. And here is where we learn our lessons and, uh, and develop our true morality beyond the religions that have uh, attempted to, uh, to uh, uphold us while we get our, get our bearings here as children. But now the moment has come when we are no longer to be children. We now must really become more adult and uh, take as our institutions, including churches and temples and all that, uh, are, are, uh, are faulty. They're, they're collapsing. They're, whatever vitality they had over the ages is abandoning them. And so now we, we ourselves must really take hold of our health, take hold mm. of our, our spirituality, take hold of our relationship with our communities and with the world at large, and, uh, and, and do uh, serious uh, commitment and work. See, I, I don't think of the word, word work as a dirty word. I love work. I have always loved work. Because work really builds my will and makes me stronger, mm. so that I body, mind, and soul. Yeah. So that I can face the evil that Rudolf Steiner said that the number one job of the enlightened of the 21st century would be to confront evil and name it. You you name it just as in the stories of Jesus when he was going around and finding sick people and driving out demons, etc. He would always ask, what is your name? Because if you have the name, if you have the frequency of an entity, you have you take charge of it. And that would be how I look at my great idea for the nanotechnology that now we are breathing in every day trillions and trillions and trillions of nanosensors and nanobots. I'm sorry it, to tell you that, but it are is we, Is this, are these things, um, are we passing through us? Or, yeah, or, they do not pass through. They remain. No, you they cannot remaining. kill them. Mm. You cannot eliminate them through urine or feces or sweat. Yeah, okay. No. They remain because they're they're on a leash too to their so mouth. They're sort of they're sort of being tethered to us at the same time, are they? Well, they're 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 implanted in us through the aerosols. Mm -hmm. Those, not counting the uh, the inoculation ones, but the ones in the aerosols are implanting implanted, and they have instructions because they're nanobots. They are. They are AI systems. They mm. are the, the foot soldiers of AI. And they are uh, programmed to go and nestle into various tissues, organs, whatever, in our bodies. They all can get through the blood-brain barrier very easily because they're so tiny. And so they are throughout our bodies. Um, I particularly notice them if I eat, see, I eat organically. That's why I'm in such good shape at 75. Um, <laughs> but when I eat GMOs, uh, I right away notice activity in the nanobots. Uh, I can feel them, particularly down my legs to my feet, because it's our legs and feet that carry us on the earth and are the closest to the geomagnetic grid that 
infuses all the earth. Remember? Mm-hmm. It's all a grid in the earth. And that is completely connected to the magnetosphere, which goes all the way up to 22,000 miles above us, I believe. Uh, anyway, it's a huge, huge thing. Uh, and, um, and so there are things that affect the life of the nanobots. But, but what I was saying about if you know their name, uh, like re- regarding demons and regarding entities, let's call them entities. People right. don't like their demons anymore. Uh, let, let's call them entities. Uh, and but by the way, the word demon is not the thing with the horns. And no, it's uh, actually uh, un, unredeemed human thoughts and feelings and acts that are loose on the world, loose in the world, uh, and uh, need redemption, need to be um, transmuted into something good. That's sort of our condition. That's sort of a condition of coming to the earth. A lot of people feel very deep disappointed that it was not the paradise of their childhood that they thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've really come here with very hard work ahead of us. And it's just unfortunate that our religions and our parents and all the establishment uh, people don't give us better tips on the fact that uh, it's a lot of work to be here. So uh, I have a, an experiment running, and uh, it is this. Um, I am attempting to develop a conscious relationship with the nanobots in my body. I know they're there. I can sometimes feel them, not always, uh, because my, my diet is so um, uh, alkaline. This is really important. I keep, I keep a very uh, close tabs on my diet. Not that I eat like a saint. I don't. But um, I, I know what produces uh, a, a, a kind of um, environment by which the nanobots will self-replicate like crazy. And that's mm-hmm. acidity. Acidity. Yep. So you've got to watch out for acidity. So I eat very alkaline. Therefore, I don't have a lot of activity like Morgellons uh, sufferers do. Yeah. So you're making uh, a, an environment within they are not happy with, basically, or well, will, not, is, will not propagate as much and stuff. That's yeah. right. They won't propagate. And they're sort of in stasis. They're mm. not moving a lot. Not doing so, anything, sort of, yeah. So I don't notice them. Mm. Um, but... Someday, I assume our masters out there who control the telecom industry and the utility industry and the nuclear industry uh, and the energy industry uh, will flip a switch, a 5G switch, and boom, my nanobots are going to wake up and Mm. do their master's will, whatever that is. Turn Whether this into mindless to, drones or something, yeah. Uh, that or uh, for the people who have received the inoculations and the boosters, uh, possibly death, yep. uh, you'll switch. Um, so, you know. That's sort I, of my thoughts too is it's probably the, an inbuilt kind of kill switch that can be uh, – and, and, and no one will be able to trace it back to anything. All of a sudden – They'll probably That's just right. blame another pathogen or something, you know. We're, right. we're enough. They're actually the ones doing the kill switch. Also, that guy's name you're referring to is Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, uh, Harari, Mr. Harari. That's the guy. Yeah. And he was quoted as saying, 
humans are now hackable animals. The whole idea that humans have this soul or spirit and nobody knows what's happening inside them and they have free will over and they have free will, that's over. That's what he believes. And that's, that's Klaus Schwab's offside. Yes. yes. <laughs> so this is the way these people think. There's a reason why they think this way, isn't it? It's not just because they're fucking crazy or something. They actually no. believe this stuff because they're, they're helping to orchestrate a lot of this too. They're they're raised this way. They're raised mm. with these these thoughts, the elites. Yeah, with this elitist uh, attitude, that's right. There is yes. uh there's tremendous mind control used and tremendous Believe it or not, uh, they're all terribly abused in the elite mm. families. Terribly abused from childhood on. That's that's, that's sort of um, that very much. Um, what is it? Um, sort of Project Monarch kind of um, treatment, isn't yes. it? This yes. Tavistock kind of way of raising people and things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's mm. it's done uh, in the elites uh, on purpose to prepare them for the uh, for handling the reins of power over the world. Because these elites have run this world for thousands of years. Mm. So, uh, so you know, I have compassion for them, but they, that does not make them my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to so, change uh, their ways, yeah. Elena, uh, so, we've probably got about five minutes or so, so... Uh, yeah, for this so, one, we can we can definitely get you back on for another chat uh, another time as well too. Well, but for so this one, kind. you're so kind to give me this time so that I could make up oh, no. just a little bit of what I. I'm just happy that you're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so for the five minutes, let me say that all this is gone into in the uh, third uh, and last geoengineering book that I'm going to write, and that's the geoengineered transhumanism. How the environment has been weaponized by electromagnetics, by chemicals, electromagnetics, and nanotechnology for mm. synthetic biology. And yep. it's a very big book, and it should be read like a textbook in a sense, or uh, why not like the I Ching, where you just kind of open it up one day and go, what, I wonder what this is going to say. <laughs> uh, but to start learning about the technology because that's your first step to taking care of yeah. yourself in this very difficult era that is now we are now entering. And this yeah. a is a lot of people. I don't think they can make that in that end conclusion because they, they're like, oh, what are, what is all this about? What's all this? Like here, this five G. What's all this? I hear about chemtrails and all this sort of stuff. And they can't quite get to that end point, which is this formation of this synthetic biology. You know, this 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 yes, melding uh, of machine and man that they're trying to push for, this transhuman push the, for that synthetic biology. Yeah. And the preparation of the environment for a transhuman, making yeah. the environment absolutely inimical to a true human. That's where we are. That's what yeah. they've been doing all these yeah. years. So, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around that too, Elena. They can't quite th – people think, how can that's crazy. How can people think that way? But these people do. They literally do think this way. This well, is what they are pushing for. Yeah, if you don't study the elites, then it won't make sense to you. Yeah, you can't – you must. have to get your head around that mindset, hey, because we don't think like that. We're good people, you know. We, we're, we're the anti to all of this stuff. We don't think this way, but they do, and people need to wrap their head around that. Oh, and they'll do anything to attain, yeah, even oh, yeah. even give up their own children for it. So yeah. um, so to get the book, I'm just I just want people to know, yes, you can buy it from Evil Amazon, but mm -hmm. you could also get the color edition from a little tiny bookstore in Seattle called the Rudolf Steiner Bookstore. 
uh, and the color edition is just a few dollars more than the black and white, but I was not able to get it in a mass printing kind of way, so I have a separate printing company for the color edition. There are 60, uh, 60 illustrations that look better in color than black and white. Is uh, there something that they'll send? Will, will they do overseas postage if people are interested, yes. if any of the listeners? Yes. Yeah, they do? Okay, wonderful. You pay the postage, yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit of a price, but this yeah, uh, this book, it's the only book like it anywhere yet. Uh, I'm absolutely amazed. I'm the only person uh, writing about this, uh, this travesty of the planet mm -hmm. and the human being. But uh, eventually there will be more writers. So yeah, that's, that's all. Is that five absolutely. minutes? No, that, yeah, well, pretty much. You're almost bang on, actually. Uh, Ethan, before we, we finish up for the for this show, um, and, and again, thank you so much for Elena for coming on and sparing the, the, the time that she has. Uh, anything you want to do um, to ask her? We've still got a couple minutes if you want to, mate, if you wanted to pick her brain or um, or add anything to the conversation, Ethan? No, General, um, I think, you know, it's it's been a great overview. I've definitely been interested in the, as you mentioned, the synthetic biology, this brave new world model that they're they're really building. And this is a very interesting uh, perspective on that. I've definitely learned a lot on this episode. Um, I will definitely have to look into a lot more of this larger sort of connection with everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really have much questions because I've learned a lot in this episode. So I'll have yeah, to go same. and have a look for myself and, and, and have a look at what um, Alana's talking about, for sure. Yeah. This is, Because there um, definitely you know, is a connection really there, is. isn't there, Ethan? You know, we're, we're, all these things, we like we said we, at the beginning, we've been talking about for such a long time with all these individual little topics and stuff, but they all combine together and it seems to be the end goal is what Elena has proposed and put forward, which is that the synthetic biology, you know what I mean? The, this merging of man and machine and setting up the, the planet to sustain that particular form of life. That's right. Run by AI. All of it mm. run by AI. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we know that's definitely part. What's the other, um, not transhumanism, um, technocracy. That's the other part of that technocratic agenda as well, because that's all about running everything with intelligent, uh, artificial uh, intelligence, you know, um, running everything by computers and stuff, you know. Well, that. yeah, and the section in the book on the uh, smart city is a real eye-opener of what you're talking about. For oh, goodness, smart because we, we talk a lot about smart city programs here on the show, don't we, Ethan? They're, they're trying to set them up all across the eastern seaboard of our country. But it's the Absolutely. It's the technology in the smart cities that is will own you. It's not just yeah. the structuring of of technocracy. No, no, it's it's the technology. Yeah, yeah, that's just another facet of it. That sort of technocratic wet dream, in a sense. Yeah, that's just that another <laughs> facet of this whole of this whole overlook of these pictures, isn't it, Ethan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ramallah D um, from Ramallah D reports has been on my show a couple of times on my member show, and she's she interviews a lot of targeted individuals a lot, and she was talking about we were talking about um, Alphabet and the Google complex, sort of the deeper military links and everything to technology and how advanced it is. And she was even saying that themselves. Um, herself, she was saying, it's it's far beyond what we even imagine now. It's everything is going inside of us. That's where the control comes. And she was talking about smart cities, saying, no, it's not just going to 
you know, uh, track population movements and, and be a surveillance grid. It's actually going to, the sensors are going to be inside of you. It's going to be, once we merge with machine fully immersed within this this grid, it's it's going to track absolutely everything. So, yeah, but you, you, know, you, should, you should probably not use the future tense anymore. It's it's already happening. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's already it's already a done deal. Yeah, we need I to mean, kind of I talk about it in the present. Uh, and yeah. she's wonderful. You know, I'm. She's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she's a she's a great uh, thinker. I, re I really enjoy her perspective. I was uh, hoping you might be familiar with her. That's how I got oh. introduced to this whole yeah. targeted individuals concept. So, mm. you know, um, it's all it's it's an avenue I'm still uh, learning to to get involved with. So, yeah, I'll have to. You know, check out your book and and a lot more things. So, and yeah, Elena, it's, it's, there's it's another um, there's another link to um, for for all of us here on your website where you've got um, your book picture under an ionized sky from chemtrails to space fence lockdown. There's a quote on the little image you've got. Um, Freeland is a great investigator by and the person who wrote that was T J Coles. And yeah. TJ Coles writes a lot of articles for Ethan's website, TOTT News, as well. <laughs> Everything goes full circle, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's funny, isn't it? So it's, it's even more fitting that we had you on the show as well. It all seems to fit in nicely with everything we've been talking about. So uh, we might have to wrap it up there, but um, I'm definitely keen to get you back on again. Is there any more um, future works in the progress that you're working on right now? Like, is there another project, another book coming out? What's 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 in store for Elena for the coming future? Well, um I am now preparing the book for a second edition being uh, purchased, I guess is the word, by Inner Traditions. They approached me. They write, they have published amazing books. The Tao of Physics was one a long time ago, and the Dancing Wooly Masters. They're, they do science and technology books with a spiritual bent. Mm, and okay. so they approached, they've been watching me for a while, they said, and, and they approached me. And I see a way to do it uh, where I'm, I'm, I may make two books out of this one big book. Uh, and, uh, and I'm kind of excited about it now. Then when that project is done, then I, I really want to buy, write a book on, um, on targeting and torture. Because wow, I, want, okay. I know a yeah, lot. You need to get some testimonies, yeah, from people. And, and, I, and we really need a book like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It really is. It's incredible. And it does, it really does help to understand uh, much of this to, to title in because people are kind of left wondering a lot. I mentioned that before, and I'll say it again. Um, all these little individual things and topics we keep talking about, chemtrails, 5G, nanotech, all these sort of things, the vaccines, they're all separate in, um, topics for people to, to ponder and to go over, but they never can, can put them yeah. all together and create that big picture of what it really is all about. And uh, it really does appear that you've, you've done that very well with your book. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to have to look at trying to get a copy um, and have that on the shelf as well. Um, I'll have a read, of course, before I put it on the shelf, but you know what I mean? It's another one of those ones you want to have in your collection is what I'm saying. Uh, but, yeah, thank you again. Um, I, I really definitely would like to get you back on in the, in sometime in the near future as well. Um, we'll touch base again and have a chat about it. If anything else, of course, pops up that really needs a point hammered home or needs investigating and we, we need your opinion on I'd, I'd love to um, to come back to you and sort out another interview as well. So oh, thank yeah, you again. Because I owe you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. It's okay. Please. You're I, our guest. It's, mercy. it's fine. 
<laughs> Ethan and I, we can do a show. Like it's all good. We just sit there and we talk and we bring up articles. It's all good. We were we were halfway through a show anyway, so but um, it's all good. Um, it, it's not a problem at all. We're, we're just thankful that you were able to to, um, to get on oh, and to spare thank that you time. Thank you so for much us. for being so forgiving. Thank you. <laughs> not a problem at all. Thank you so much, uh, Ethan. We, I'll um, I'll end that recording uh, just there. Where is the old stuff? Just on the